The following program is part of the Inner Circle Podcasting Group. Go to innercircle.com for more high-quality podcasts. It's a song for the broken-hearted. Comics Therapy, episode 83. No reviews, just analysis. I'm Aaron Myers, and my co-host, as always, is Andrea Shockling. Up this week are three comics from June 3rd, 2015. The Wicked and the Divine, number 11, Action Comics, number 41, and Airboy, number 1. Just as a reminder, we never do reviews, but we do talk a lot, so there may be spoilers ahead. You sounded so resigned and, like, a little bit frustrated when you said three comics. What, what's up with that? Go ahead and read. Three comics is too much for you? Mm, just one of them I don't really want to talk about. Welcome to Comics Therapy. Neither Aaron nor I are licensed therapists, so don't take anything we say seriously. Guys, reality bites. It's a common theme in media. It's the driving force in so much storytelling, from musicals to movies to television to comics. And we, meaning Aaron and I, we talk about that a lot. This week... We're going to focus a little bit more closely on the characters themselves who, to pull again from musical theater, because I write the scripts and so I make the rules, characters who are waiting for life to begin, on the cusp of greatness, but I don't necessarily mean that in a positive way. Just great. Big. Something's coming. I don't know what it is, but it is going to be great. It's going to change lives, one way or another. I don't know what part of that was a reference to musical theater, and I don't want to know. There was more than one, and I don't want to tell you. Good. Keep going. Cool. In between shows, you can find me on Twitter, at Andrea Shock and Aaron at Aaron Myers. The show account is at Comics Therapy. Uh, Aaron, I know that you have not seen Mad Max Fury Road because you don't like fun things that are fun. And I am sure that you have all kinds of riveting stories of comics speculation to regale us with. But is there anything else, I, I don't know, like actually important that we should put out there? Yeah, lots of stuff. Okay, hit me. Well, there's lots of speculation news. No, no, no. I want you to give me the real, actual, important thing that you wanted to say, and then you can talk about all the drivel. I have nothing important to say. It's in the fucking script. Fine. I guess I'll read that part. I guess that's important. Okay. So I have, <laughs> should I read it how you wrote it? Because I don't you, care. The way you write these scripts is not how an, a person would talk. It's exactly how I talk. I write exactly how I talk. Yeah. I know. That's right. <laughs> we played the inner circle bump last show without explanation because you didn't write it into the script. And then okay. we played it this week. Fine. After a three-week hiatus. Right. Vacation from each other. Yes. Um, so I guess we should tell people what that is, right? Uh, that's what you asked to do. So please, right, please do so. I figured it's somewhat of a good kind of show thing to tell people when you do stuff that's different. Maybe. Uh-huh. So a group of like-minded individuals who we are friends with and like their shows decided we'd mutually benefit each other by promoting the Inner Circle Podcast Network, we say as in a tongue-in-cheek sort of way. <laughs> so if you go to innercirclecomics.com, you'll see different shows that are affiliated with us in that way, so to speak, that we like and that we think you might like. So if you check out that site and subscribe to those shows, you'll have a whole bunch of good comics podcasts to listen to. It's like one-stop shopping for... A variety of different approaches to talking about comics, yes. Uh, many shows that you may already be familiar with, but if not, uh, a single place to get like all of our favorite shows, right? Cor correct. Okay, cool. 
Now you can tell me what else is going on in your life and in comics. Um, comic speculation is fun right now because it's not just all about TVs and movies. Wait, what else is it? Everyone's stoked about Secret Wars. Right, of course. Everyone's stoked about the not reboot of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah, the, the promo pictures that hit this past week were really fascinating. I'm kind of excited. I'm, I'm more than kind of excited. I'm actually considerably looking forward to having some fun with this. Yeah, I think it's great. Like, especially for characters like Iron Man and Hulk, who are have gotten pretty stale in the last few years. Right, right. It's, I think it's a good, this is what Marvel was planning for, like a good opportunity to refresh those franchises. So how does that affect, oh God, I can't believe I'm asking this. <laughs> I'm asking this with, with actual desire to hear your answer too. Of course you are. Oh, fuck. Uh -huh. This is what I'm coming to. How how does how does something like hey everything's different and blah across the entire line change something as run of the mill as an Iron Man or Hulk comic though in in terms of speculation? Well, okay, so let's take Hulk for example. Sure. So they they have announced that um, the Maestro will be. They haven't said for sure, but it looks like he'll be the Hulk for a while. Okay. So, no, people want to go back and find the first appearance and make sure of that's in their that collection. Of that character as opposed to of Hulk. Right, of Bruce Banner. Got of it. the original right. yeah, Bruce yeah, Banner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, so, or because sense. Ultimate Reed Richards is going to be the maker, and somehow he's going to be integrated into the, the new Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. So you want to go back and get Ultimate Fantastic Four number one, because that's his first appearance. Maybe you want to dig out the first time he comes back at, and calls himself the maker. I didn't hate Ultimate Fantastic Four. Oh, it's a good run. Yeah. Hey, that's where Marvel Zombies started. Really? Yeah, like in issue 21, he they op Ultimate Reed Richards is the first to open like the multidimensional gateway. Hmm. And one of the worlds they go-to is the zombie world. Yeah, I just hadn't really thought about how all of that fits together. It's actually a really good run because they start out all good and they're all right. younger right. and things go really bad. It's actually pre a pretty dark run of comics. Well, most of the Ultimates stuff is kind of dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's a... If you're looking for a good kind of chunk of, what is it, like 100 issues or something, it, there's, there's a lot of good people that worked on that. So... Are you stoked about pretty much everything that's come out recently? I mean, it, it legitimately has been more than two weeks since you and I talked even outside of the show about anything going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And obviously we don't have time to cover everything, but is there one or two items of note that you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want that. Oh, this is exciting. Yay, I can't wait for this. Blah, blah, blah. Announcement stuff? I, yeah, I guess. I, I guess. For me, I mean, we've already talked about this. Like, I'm way more interested in Marvel announcements than I am in DC. Just Yeah, that of... goes without saying. But, I mean, <laughs> I can be interested in DC stuff, and there's definitely DC things I'm interested in, but I'm far more invested in Marvel. Dude, we're reading a DC book this week. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Like, the Avengers lineup is really interesting. I think okay. some of like the character choices and the newer characters they're bringing in and kind of making mainline, I think excite younger readers and I I like them all. I mean, Spider-Gwen. I know uh, how you feel about Spider-Gwen. It's okay. Yeah. I, I don't dislike her. I, um, yeah, she's fine. She's a good character for people who. Go ahead and say it. She's a good character for girls. She is. I mean, I think Silk is a better character for girls, but it's yeah. But which of... one is actually getting the attention? Yeah, I think I think it was unexpected though for Marvel. Silk was going to be what they had what Spider Gwen turned into. Spider Gwen right. was a fluke. So fascinating. Yeah, it's it's really interesting though. Um, X twenty three looks like she's going to get her due. I saw. I saw. Which is great. I have, I have been less able to devote a lot of time to reading 
about the announcements. I, I saw all of the pictures. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of brief conversations about it, but I'm behind on what the images actually were backing up. Uh, like I haven't read the press release, for yeah. example. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm not, I'm not feeling like this anxiety to be in the know the same way that I was heading into June. Like we talked about before, I thought the solicits for June were overwhelming, and part of that is because we had old stories ending at the same time that new stories were starting. Yeah, and I, it was a lot. It was a lot to process, and and I'm not even talking about fiascos like Hawkeye. Right, Which is right. Such a disaster at this yeah. point. Uh, just having system wide the entire universe uh, be broken apart at the same time that you're pushing new fun stories or things that are kind of happening alongside but not directly tied to the main stories is hard, even for a a, a pretty savvy reader. So the stuff that happens after that, I feel, I guess I, I feel a little bit like, cool, when we get there, it'll make so much more sense. That's exciting as opposed to, uh, like, making me nervous. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, because I'm, I'm so invested in Secret Wars that stuff that isn't Secret Wars, unless it's something... I'm trying to think what the example is like that that I that I read like Squirrel Girl. Mm-hmm. I don't really read that as like continuity wise. It's its own little comprised yeah, universe. That's a, I mean that's a perfect example because it's a really fun book, but like it doesn't, doesn't it, it doesn't need to be tied into Secret Wars. It though. doesn't at all. No. So that so that's fine. I'll keep reading that. But like Spider Woman came out this week, and it's like I didn't pick it up because it's like I don't I don't really even want to see where this ends because in my mind this doesn't exist anymore. Huh. I'm I'm going to say this now, like what, first week of June, that we're going to revisit this in like another month and maybe another month after that. As, as the summer goes on and this ginormous event keeps just trucking forward, mm-hmm. I, I think that there will be some like negative feelings about the way that certain characters... Or storylines are are they they just sort of evaporate. Yeah, I mean, by you think I'll, there'll be negative feelings by by us or by in general. Well, I don't know. I'm 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 only going that far with my prediction. I'm mm. I'm not. Obviously, we can find negative feelings on the internet because it's the fucking internet. <laughs> of course, any of all of these <laughs> Those all of exist. these examples that we've <laughs> talked about, there are already people complaining. Of course, you know about how they've we've ruined you know everything has ruined, ruined their childhood. Is terrible. Right. Yes, exactly. I I think though that as we read them, as you and I read them, and as you know, some of our closer friends read through these stories, and some of the the hype is balanced with the reality as always i think that that with a little bit of distance we'll be able to step back and be like okay now what just happened and like where does that leave us and how do we really feel about it and and i guess i'm looking forward to those sorts of conversations with a little bit of of measured i don't know i I don't, it's never, we're never going to be separated from it. We're always going to be fans of the Marvel Universe. But right now, you are solidly in the hype camp. And I'm, like, comfortably on the edge of it. And I think with a little bit of distance, that subjectivity will be, like, a little bit more reasonable to, to balance out. And it's also it's a it's a big expectation by Marvel to have expect someone to commit to the event. Like it's a lot of books. Yes. I mean, uh, you know, with everything else, I had almost fifty comics to read this week. Show off. You want to no. talk about three of them? Sure, we can talk about three of them. <laughs> could it be? Yes, it could. Something's coming. Something good. 
If I can wait, something's coming. I don't know what it is, but it is gonna be great. With a click. Our first book this week is The Wicked and the Divine, number 11, written by Kieran Gillen, with art by Jamie McKelvey. Colors are by Matt Wilson, and letters are by Clayton Coles. Wicked and Divine is published by Image Comics. I don't think that we have talked about this book before. I think we have. On the show? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's been a while. It's been a while, yes. I didn't and... want to talk about it. <laughs> I wanted to talk about it because something very significant finally happened in this issue. Mm-hmm. We've been... Our, our access to the Pantheon has been primarily through Laura. Through her fandom and through her knowledge... That's how we've gotten to know some of the gods. That's how we've decided who are the allies and who are the misfits. And certainly her attachment to Lucy was our, our kind of first traumatic introduction to the violence associated with the Pantheon, right? Mm-hmm. And, and throughout this entire time, she's been our our point of contact because she's she's the this like little bubble of humanity in this this crazy larger picture dominated by extremes and gods like literally and yet now we know that there's more to Laura than she thought than we thought than everybody thought and then boom <laughs> It's completely taken away from us. And so there... It... No, no, no. Just listen for a second. Mm-hmm. There's there's the... the This notion of, of waiting and waiting and waiting and, like, not living because you're just waiting for what's going to come next. And you're, you're hoping for what it's going to be and you're wrestling with the, the fact that you're hoping and waiting instead of living... And she gets that moment that she's been waiting for, and then it's it's snuffed out. And I found that to be like incredibly traumatic. Yeah, I'm not I'm not interested okay. in arguing with you about like is she or is she not going to be back, and like what does that block? Like, I I think it's much more powerful to look at this issue on its own. And, and just, like, let it resonate for a second. What it, what it means to tell the story of somebody who has been hurrying up and waiting their entire, you know, the entire time that we've known her. She gets what she wants, and then it's immediately taken away. And she's not even aware of that. Like, how does that, how, how can you not respond to that emotionally, Aaron Myers? Um, if it was a character I cared about, greatly then sure yeah i would have it would be a punch in the gut but okay so tell me why you don't care about her um but this 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 goes back into review territory it doesn't i want to know why you don't respond emotionally to her that doesn't i've never found the writing of this story very genuine and i think that's what we talked about last time okay so I think I don't. I, think it's I don't really, feel the it's character. So you're speaking about it in such a detached. Like you're making it sound like a review, and it doesn't have to be. I don't think the writing is very genuine. <laughs> okay, but if that's the same thing as saying that like you cannot relate to that character. That's true. You, I don't. I don't need to relate to her. I just need to believe her. That's that's fine. So like reframe it and talk about the character. Okay, I don't believe that character exists. <laughs> like that—that that is not a character in fantasy or reality that I can connect to because it, she never felt very real to me. So uh, it is coming back to me. We talked about the fact that you—you you don't know how to speak to teenagers. But it doesn't matter. I can still—I don't need to be able to speak to a teenager to be able to believe it is a teenager. Okay. So, so that's the problem with the book, but. I, this goes to kind of reading comics in general and the social aspect of it. And this has nothing to do with reviews or even the book at all. Mm-hmm. 
if there's a book, and I don't know if you ever feel this way, maybe this is just my own insanity, but if there's something you feel is like, oh, it's fine, you know, I like to read it, like, I still buy this, I, I read every issue, I find it, it's okay, it's okay. I have a lot but, of books like that. Yeah, but the more people gush over it, the more, like, I have to hear you go on and on about how amazing it is. You don't the, hear the, me go on and on about the, the how more angry I get. And the more, the more it makes me dislike it. Is that weird? No, it's not weird at all. But unlike you, I'm actually not speaking about how much I love this book. I'm talking about this moment and why I thought it was a successful, powerful moment because of the journey and then the abrupt stoppage of said journey sure. of that character. I, I find the whole the whole arc of that this that being so. It just didn't, it felt so tedious? hollow. Yeah, tedious and hollow to me. It's like, oh, okay, she's a god. Even though, you know, all this time they've been saying she's not. And and then she's dead. Okay. It's hey, like, Aaron, you're okay. allowed to not like every fucking book you read. <laughs> but I don't not like it. I just, I like it fine. That's, I don't that's, love it. That's totally okay. So yeah. it was, it was a fine issue. It's like, well, that was, okay, that's. That was pretty big. We'll see what happens next issue. So I have one more thing to say to that. Because I I anticipated <laughs> that that was going to be your response. How much of your identification with or lack thereof do you think has to do with the fact that she is female and the fact that you are like pretty set and comfortable in your life and where you are right now like that gets into a into very very personal territory but I'm just saying that like a lot of women who are reading this book are relating to Laura's character and me personally not being in this very comfortable stable place like you are uh, the the hurry up and wait part is something that I think is very, like it's a very personal connection. Doesn't mean I love everything about it. And that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just pointing out that it doesn't surprise me that you'd be like, huh, okay. Whereas I'd be like, whoa, that was an extremely abrupt, kind of wrenchingly emotional moment that I want to talk about. Yes, I... I am capable of understanding that people have different emotional reactions to stories. Fuck, I hate you. (laughs) Is that, that's what you're asking me? I'm not asking if you're capable of understanding it. I'm just looking for you to like acknowledge it and process it and then we can move on. Sure. You're, you are entitled to identify with her story more than I am. And I, I will allow you, you that. Plus she looks super adorable when she becomes Persephone. All right. Okay, I'm done. I mean, it's fine. It, it is fine. It is fine. Everything is fine. I have very few comics that I either, I feel just like fine about. But I also just, I also, you know, I, I want to read the next one. Okay. So it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> do you want to talk about the next one? But I think it, I think it's, it has nothing to do with her being a teenage girl. There are other comics with teenage girl protagonists that, that I like more but but there is something about the um i guess the like lack of structure in her life right now that is much more similar to mine than yours yeah but what what comic do do we read about a middle-aged overweight man with two kids who sits at home on the computer all day (laughs) that's not because i don't think many people are gonna buy that uh it doesn't have to be quite so literal, but thanks for playing. Or, you know, who can fly. Fine. <laughs> also, who can fly. And he can fly, too. But he has to fly to his job, you know, and that's in his office. I, I, I find that you, you talk less about comics being an escape for you than you used to. I guess. Yeah. You, you explain that to me. Uh... You are looking for stories to do something slightly different than maybe you did before. Maybe. And you're, I don't know, like you're, 
your cynicism is more prominent. I that makes it sound I don't mean I don't mean to make it into a negative. It it's just different. It's not bad. But I think that you have you have like you have high standards to what you praise unequivocally. Well, here is my thought on that. Because we just talked about Marvel comics and all those are is escapism comics, essentially. I have right. a stack of those every week to read. Right. When but, I'm when but, I'm buying image comics or boom or or any of those others, like I want it to break that mold. Hmm. So it's exceptions within the varying To me, uh, I mean not that you can't do it, but we have very good mainstream comics to choose okay. from. So okay. as creator-owned comics, they should be be books that and this it doesn't have to be, but what I would what I like, what I what I extra like from creator-owned comics are ones that do something that the mainstream doesn't allow them to do. Got it. Does okay. that make sense? It does. It does. I don't need the, you know, I, that's what we read in the 90s. I don't need the Extreme Studios version of the Hulk. So maybe it's just that, that over the past couple of years, you've, you have refined your tastes. You seem to be classifying it by publisher, and I think that's fine for, like, lack of a, a more, uh, I guess, like, diverse way of breaking stories down Mm -hmm. because you can make some general assumptions about things by publisher sure so i think i think that i'm just struck sometimes by the way that you talk about those different expectations Um, but it's intentional it's it's how the companies are branding themselves these days too so I mean, there are, there are a lot of different publishers, but let's say, let's take Image because they are the biggest independent publisher. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Dark Horse, but I don't really see Dark Horse the same way. Um, I, they, they are developing, oh, in the last year and a half, I'd say, I, more of a house style in their storytelling yeah. model. I've and, heard other people say that also. I'm not sure That's that not I something I want. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Like the strength of Image was the diversity of the stories and how they weren't something you could find with Marvel or DC. But do you think that you have significantly different expectations then about the stories and the the characters themselves? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, do you I, have? I a, expect is a, higher, a higher a higher level of quality. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah. I think that's what I was waiting for you to just come out and say. Sure. Like, I was far... Like, even when you're taking Wicked and the Divine, like, I was far more forgiving of Young Avengers than I am of this story. Fascinating. Well, sorry I'm fickle. No, it's not... You're not fickle. I think it's... I think very few people articulate that, but I think a lot of people probably feel similarly. Hmm. And... And I just, I, I spend a lot less time being, I, I have less time to be involved in some of these conversations online. And so I te- tend to do more like listening or, mm-hmm. you know, reading, observing after the fact. And sometimes I come across these long threads of conversations back and forth amongst our friends, uh, like, you know, when I'm not available. And I do, I do, I, I don't think that you're a, a total outlier here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't. But uh, it gives me a lot to think about. And just with the way that we are all reading and evolving and growing and like comics as like a whole medium is too. And it's just whatever. You know me. I think too much. That's all. Yeah, that's fine. Well, let's think and talk about another book. Yeah, let's talk about a DC book, because that's not a thing that we ever do. Well, I'd do it more if you were willing to break out of your mold. Oh, fuck. I walked right into that, didn't I? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, gods, oh, gods, hear my prayer. I'm here in the field with my feet on the ground and my face in the air, waiting for life to begin. 
Our second book this week is Action Comics number 41, written by Greg Pack. Art is by Aaron Cooter. Colors are by Tomu More, and lettering is by Steve Wands. Action Comics is published by DC Comics. Can I can I start off by saying that I had <laughs> I had one of those comics epiphanies this week that makes me feel like kind of an idiot, okay. like extra kind of an idiot. And yeah. So when you told me that you wanted to talk about Action Comics 41, Mm -hmm. and I panicked a little bit because I had not read Action Comics 1 through 40, so what the fuck? And I happened to uh, be sort of discussing and preparing for this. And here's my epiphany, Aaron. Go Mm. ahead. Uh... Detective Comics is to Batman as Action Comics is to Superman. That is correct. Yep. Okay. Thanks for playing, Andrea. (laughs) Do you even comics? Wow. Yeah, it's just completely not on my radar. Wait, is this when I was joking with you and I I said the Action Comics title typically featuring the superhero Superman? Uh, That wasn't... That's not when I had that moment. It took... Even wow. more. It's okay. even more. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I, because um, I mentioned to Conrad that we were going to talk about this, and mm-hmm. then he read it, and then we talked about it before I read it. And I, as he was describing, like, oh, here are some key points that is are happening that, like, it'll all be... I Honestly, when you told me that you wanted to talk about a number 41, I... Did not know how much more I had to read besides mm-hmm. this single issue. Right. It's very um, self-contained. The, the the secret is, guys, that I didn't read 1 through 40. And I didn't need to, and everything's fine. Right. However, I just, like, I don't even look at 98% of the DC titles. And so an action comics title and a Superman title and a Superman and Wonder Woman title and a Justice League title. And like, I don't know how they all fit together. I know that Superman is in a bunch of them now. Now I know that he's in action comics. Hey. (laughs) And yeah, I know that his first appearance a hundred bazillion years ago was in, you know, action comics number one. Like I'm not, there's a limit to my ignorance. Good. (laughs) But apparently... (laughs) <laughs> apparently that limit was tested this week mm-hmm. anyway um, well full, i read this full book disclosure, i read this though. book that you wanted me to read yeah full disclosure um chase magnet told me to pick it up this week and, oh and i hadn't planned to oh you you mean you you don't read this book either um i've been reading superman oh but oh, i have not okay. been reading action comics got it man what would we do without our friends i don't know thanks guys yeah with a little help from them so, it it ties into what's been going on in Superman. Yeah, I don't care. Well, you you do because it it, it has to deal with why he's depowered. I don't care. But I I will allow you to explain it to me. I am being intentionally flippant, but I don't actually care. And it, because, it doesn't particularly no, matter. No, right? it doesn't matter because, like I said at the very beginning, and like I was I said when we were talking about the Wicked and the Divine, it is about that moment with the character sure and like what he or she is going through right then and this like start of a journey where everything is different and i that's all i needed to know well in a way it goes back to like when we were kids like pre-internet where you couldn't just get a copy of stuff that came before sometimes you missed two or three issues and it's like I just got to here. I can now I found a new, another copy of Action Comics. Let me pick it up and I'll just try to figure out what's going on. Yeah, there was a lot of helpful narrative boxes in yeah. This, yeah. this issue. Yeah, but yeah. it without long like big text things of exposition, you know, telling again what happens, you know. Right. Um so that's good storytelling apparently. Yeah, there's also Oh, man, I'm going to get slayed for this. But, um, like, Superman's just not my bag, right? I have never connected to his struggle or lack thereof. And part of that is just uh, less exposure. But 
part of it is... Superman's also a hard character to connect to, I mean, by definition. I think that there are a a number of you guys, though, who are, like, passionate... I don't mean you guys to include you in that, because I actually don't think you're in this category. But we certainly have friends who are passionate lovers of Superman because of the way they were kind of introduced to and indoctrinated into the Superman faith as young kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't have that. And so now I just kind of think he's boring and you know, whatever. But you start taking away some of the things that make him untouchable and you start giving him slightly more human centered obstacles uh, both like interpersonal and external like physical challenges, and I'm suddenly much more on board. Yeah, that's the interesting things that the things that I find interesting about Superman, especially these days, are when and you can't do it all the time though. You know, it's like these these story arcs where there is a plausible reason why he's been depowered, and how it's not. then it it comes more to not about his ability to withstand and basically be invincible and more about who he is and who are the people around him. Mm -hmm. It's the character part. Yeah. Like it, you know, that's what I think that's what people connect to that. Yes, he can fly and he's basically invincible and, you know, can run as fast as the flash and et cetera, et cetera. Like he got, you know, has all the things. And in spite of it all, he's a good person. I, I always found an interesting dichotomy with Superman that he's the best human on Earth because he's not human. But it's so boring. Like, he can do all the things better than all of the people. And so what's my incentive to... Right. When you take that away, he's still a good He's still a good being, though. Yeah. This, though, is Because much... otherwise you have... You, did you ever read Mark Wade's Irredeemable? No, but man, has that been uh, recommended to me a bunch recently? Well, it's it's the it's the what if Superman wasn't good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm familiar with the premise. It's just it's it's actually come up in conversation more recently. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I, a, it's a great great series. Is it because when you're so perfect, nobody cares? <laughs> you know, like, like I don't, like I just said, I don't care about a character. I, I don't care about the god. I care about the human. I relate to Laura's story because she is trying to achieve the, the, the state of being a deity. I relate to this version of Superman because he's trying to achieve what he lost where he had greatness but now he doesn't like that struggle is so much more what I think most of us experience than the alternative well I think that's why DC has both Batman and Superman they are you know they are the opposites of each other. One is yeah. a god who cannot be touched, and one is a man who has elevated himself to that status. Mm-hmm. You know, through intelligence, cunning, and lots and lots of money. So, then, what, like, what is this missing for this to be something that you can can like really? like pour your heart and soul into as a as a reader well but reading this issue i think you do connect to to him a lot more he can't fly off to metropolis he's yeah yeah yeah. i mean i'm asking you aaron myers like what is still missing here for you nothing i think this is a great storyline cool so like now you're you're all soup all the time well yeah and i've been reading the other the other half of this essentially in superman which deals okay. is dealing with the same thing okay you have clark discovering like depowering himself intentionally by trying to figure out this new power of his and then with that vulnerability also comes all the experiences of life hmm. you know with all his shields down he's exposed he can be hurt 
but he also can taste food and feel the air on his skin and you know waiting for life to begin kind of yeah I don't know that what that means. That was a theater reference, just yeah. so you know. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. So that's my feeling on it. How about yours? <laughs> no, I, I think I think I don't have a whole lot more to babble on about with this. First of all, because it's it's like one in a much larger series that I have not read. Like, I, I don't know why he doesn't have his powers. I don't care why he doesn't have his powers. This was interesting because he didn't have his powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I can't promise that I'm going to continue to read more of this. No. Is that bad? Does that mean, like, comics failed or I failed comics? Not necessarily, no. It's just, man, it, it's it's just not enough for me yet. Mm-hmm. Huh. I didn't really think you were going to ask me that. And so, like, I don't have a well-crafted response. If you go back, I actually didn't ask you anything. (laughs) You've just been talking. Oh, my God. I fucking hate you. You just asked me, what do I think? Okay. I thought it was going to be... I thought the question was, are you going to keep reading this? No, I I just haven't thought about what I think. Mm. (laughs) That's fine. I don't like you at all. You don't Can we have talk to talk about Airboy. Yeah, you don't have to think about what you don't want to think about. No one's gonna make <laughs> you. Your mind is your own. Yeah. Thanks. Final book this week is Airboy Number One, written by James Robinson with art, including colors and lettering, by Greg Hinkle. Airboy is published by Image Comics. So, what do you think about this one? I thought it was a good first issue. <laughs> I hope the next uh, issues the, are are a little different, though. Let's get the the flack out of the way that yeah, we're talking about a first issue. Sure. Uh, but um. But I think that from a from a character perspective, James the character as opposed to James the writer is in a very similar position to Clark and to Laura of of like staring down the void, right? Like the the hurry up and wait mentality of Knowing that something is, is like happening, but not necessarily being in control over it, and uh, and kind of fucking up as you go. There, there's that aspect to it. I also see it as being stuck in the rut and how to how to do something new when the expectation is to do what you have done. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Just yeah. yeah. So I mean that's. That is what this first issue is about, of where where is something, when you are known or your skill set is X and you want to do Y, how do you get there mm-hmm. when your whole tool set is X? It's so meta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I like a lot of the themes and the exposition and the thought in this, in this issue. Because the, what? the characters, they're also, you know, the artist and the writer are in very different places. Uh, you mean the characters of the yeah. writer and the, okay. Yes. The characters of James and Greg in the book. Being one, being established in a career, but stuck in, in what, you know, people expect because of that career. And one who is just starting their career without really a lot behind that for expectation. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But I think that, like, mentally there's a lot of connections you can make to to the, like, anxiety of both of those positions. Yeah, like, I absolutely. think there's actually, right. there's a lot of similarity in the, like, headspace for all four of these characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's 
Well, it's interesting because they're basically they're both both care both the writer and the and the artist are stripped down to nothing. And it's like I don't know what this, the first issue is saying necessarily about drug use and, <laughs> and you know, whatever awesome. un you know, unprotected anonymous sex or something, but. <laughs> That it really stirs the creative juices to the point where <laughs> the reality will manifest itself. That's a bit of <laughs> like a sign up. That yeah, sounds awesome. It's a bit of a, like a like a Carlos Castaneda sort of thing to it. It's the vision. I, it's this is the vision board. Don't issue. you have to? You have to have. You have to have everything before you can lose it. Yeah. Like otherwise. Sort of. It other otherwise there's there's. There's no sense of loss. Well, yeah. I, I, or you've lost everything and now you're at rock bottom. Right, but you have to have something to compare it to or else it's just always been shitty. But he's he's even comparing it in the beginning. Like, these are my successes from the past and this is what people expect from me. How do I, how do, I do what I'm being asked to do in a way that I've never done before? Right. And, right, right, right. and by doing that, you've upset the, you know, that last page is really like, it seems to be the universe saying, how dare you break the mold? <laughs> right? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I have, I have no desire to predict whatsoever sure. <laughs> about what's going to happen in the next three issues. And and you and I sat in the auditorium and listened to James Robinson talk about this a year and a half ago. And we we interviewed him about this book a year and a half ago. And so there's like an extra crazy meta connection to what we actually now have on the page. (laughs) That's true. Of like, what the fuck, dude? What are you doing? How... How much of this is posturing and how much of this is like this really elaborate, like fantastical ruse? And they're, they're, this is not coming entirely from a place of fantasy. This is no, sure. some really right. raw, like um, creative inner turmoil and like kind of wonderfully exposed self-doubt and the level of self-deprecation in this book is just fucking off the charts and that's one of the reasons why i loved it because it's it's self-aware without being clever and that is a very hard thing to pull off mm-hmm. but you get one issue like that without maybe maybe i don't know and then the whole thing falls apart like polarity i i don't know yeah but yeah, it, we'll it is definitely, uh, it's something unlike anything else I've read in a while. Yeah. That's for sure. But there's still, I think there's there's still a relatable, like, nugget of, of humanity there about I, I, this, this, like, need... This, man, how do I say this? It It's like a need for everything to be okay. You know, you were, you were joking earlier when you were talking about things just being fine. But, but like the desire for things to be fine is very, very real. And, and when you are like just waiting for things to be fine, it can be really overwhelming. And... So the things are not fine at the end of Airboy. Things are crazy and fucked up and I have no idea if it's if it's uh like you said the manifestation of <laughs> like golden age comics. Like hey guys, hi. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Um or if it's just another drug fueled uh you know hallucination. Hallucination, I guess. Sometimes um, it's both. Sometimes it's both, who knows. Uh, but like at at the the core, all of all of these guys, I just I want them to be okay. It's gonna be okay, Andrea. I know, I know. 
It's just comics. <laughs> it's just comics. Fine. It'll it's be okay. Comics. Everything's fine. Yeah. It's great. It's fine. It's just fine. It's gonna be okay. Okay. Promise? Well, until next week. <laughs> oh, shit. Yep. Hey, you know what? My birthday's coming up, and it's actually on New Comic Book Day this year. How wonderful. I know. I should, like, go to a comic book shop or something. You should. I don't know if they'll know automatically that it's your birthday. I, I could just go in wearing, like, a crown. <laughs> like birthday girl shirt. Like a princess. Uh-huh. <laughs> you <laughs> could try. Hey. It goes over. <laughs> sure. Can't hurt. It is San Thanks Francisco, me... so, you know. Shut up. Uh, thanks for letting me talk about three books, by the way. Yeah, like I really had a choice. Nope, not really. Nope. Well, You want to do this again next week? I would like to. That's up to you. Cool. I would too. All right. Sounds fine to me. Do you want to tell people about all our, the other stuff they should know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we skipped it earlier, as a matter of fact. Mm. But uh, if you are looking for us specifically on the internet, you can find us at comicstherapy.com. For all of the show notes and all of the other episodes, anything you need to know about us, for example. In the meantime, make sure that you've updated your pool list at your local comic book shop or you've subscribed to your favorite comics digitally. There's a bunch of really great stuff coming out in the next couple of months, more than just Marvel Secret Wars. So check it out. Good, 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 good stuff. And uh, Inner Circle Comics Podcast Network as Aaron discussed earlier. Check those guys out too. Which is really fun. Inner, what? Which is at innercirclecomics.com. Yeah, I was getting to that. All right. Uh, just a, a really fun collection of uh, opinions and reviews and conversation about comics. So I missed you, Aaron. I missed you, everybody else. And, you know, we'll see you next week. Don't make it weird. I try. I try to, like, inject a little bit of sentiment. But you guys are so resistant to feelings. It's uh, it's like you're a fucking robot or something. It's fine. It's fine. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April. Shot down in May But I know I'm gonna change that tune When I'm back on top Back on top in June I said that's life That's life And as funny as it may seem Some people get their kicks Stomping on a dream But I don't let it, let it get me down Cause this fine old